Are you ready? Welcome to the College Cheer Guide Podcast, preparing the next generation of aspiring collegiate cheerleaders. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the College Cheer Guides Podcast, where college cheer is life, and we want to talk about it. My name is Slang Glover. My name is Maddie Uswa. My name is Mason Uswa. And we are the College Cheer Guides. As current Ohio State cheerleaders with a combined 38 years of cheerleading experience, we're here to give you everything you need to know about college cheer. This includes recruitment information, hot topics, advice, personal experiences, and exclusive interviews with the biggest names in college cheerleading. We're excited to announce the launch of Fraction Social Pro, a first-of-its-kind national social media staffing company. Need social support? but don't want to outsource to any agency, hire an embedded or remote fractional social media pro that reports directly to you. Looking for top talent to hire direct? Their team knows the social media space and can help you create a job description, recruit, and place full-time social media staff to make your life easier and ensure the very best placement. To start off our first podcast, we wanted all of you guys listening to get to know who the College Cheer Guides are. We're going to be talking about each of our journeys into being a collegiate cheerleader. Maddie, the floor is yours. So I started cheerleading when I was three and a half years old. My mom put me in it and I went to a gym called United Force of Ohio. And I was there for a couple years until I was about in fourth grade. But while I was there, I was extremely fearless when I was younger, so I learned a lot of skills there super fast. So I was usually the younger girl on all the bigger teams and the senior teams. And once I got a little older, they didn't have a team for me there anymore because I needed to be on a level five team, but they didn't have that. So I had to switch gyms, which I was pretty sad about leaving all my friends, but I ended up being really successful there. And I went to a gym called Cheer World, and it eventually changed to World Elite. But I was there for about eight years, and I competed at the Summit multiple times there and the Cheerleading World six times. Nice. One year, I made it to finals, but that was my best at Worlds. And then during all that time, I did school cheer with all my best friends. We were groundbound, so we only tumbled, jumped, and did some cheers. So I had to learn how to co-ed stunt outside of all of that because I knew I always wanted to do college cheerleading. So I went to a bunch of clinics, specifically Ohio State, because that was just always a dream of mine to go to Ohio State. And I eventually got noticed by the Ohio State coach and kept sending him videos. And then eventually I got offered and recruited onto the team. And now I'm a second year on Ohio State cheerleading, living the dream. I am a co-ed flyer. I mid-layer in pyramids, which means I hold up top girls while I stand on a boy's shoulders. I'm a tumbler, and I do a bunch of flipping baskets, which are my favorite. I've been a part of the Nationals team for two years, and I cheer football, basketball, and volleyball now. Excellent story. Thank you so much, Maddie. So tell me, what is one of your favorite memories since you started cheerleading, and why? So my favorite memory would have to be my first game as an Ohio State cheerleader. I was a freshman, and it was a home game against Oregon. And it was just crazy walking into the shoe the first time with about 100,000 people there, everyone yelling for my favorite college football team. 
And it was just incredible. I had goosebumps the entire time and it was the best day ever. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> how, how would you compare game days to performances? And tell me about either one of your favorite game days or performances you've had. So game days are a tad bit more low-key than a performance. On game days, we're there looking our best, performing our skills for the crowd as best as we can, but mostly being there for our football team or volleyball, basketball team, cheering them on and for the enjoyment of the crowd. We love to show off our skills to the crowd and get them excited about the game. It's definitely less stressful, but we still have to be looking our very best at all times there. Performances are much different. You are fully in game time mode. You are there fighting for a title and trying to put out a routine as perfect as possible with all of your teammates. It requires extra focus, attention, and hard work. My favorite game day would have to be this past year when we had the blackout game mm. against Wisconsin. That was a good one. Our coaches surprised us with new varsity black uniforms because the day before we were like, what are we going to wear? We have no black. <laughs> and they surprised us. So that was awesome. And that was a really fun game. And we won by a lot. And my favorite thing to do is touchdown celebrations. So we got to do a lot of those in the end zone. Mm. And then my favorite performance in high school was in 2019, at word at world, sorry. I competed the hardest routine of my life and killed it with my team. Fire. Nice. I yeah, that blackout game was very fun. <laughs> I think I think a lot of the touchdown celebrations are a very fun part of, oh, yeah. of game days. How did you prepare for your transition from all-star cheer to college cheer? Yeah, so like I said, my high school was groundbound, so we didn't do any stunting, so I didn't know how to co-ed. The only time I would co-ed was when my brother would randomly throw me up in the air and I kind of learned how to do it. So I prepared by learning how to co-ed every single weekend for about a year. Like my end of junior year and senior year, I went and co-ed. I drove two hours to learn how to do it because my goal was to always become an Ohio State cheerleader. And I knew they only had a co-ed team, and that's where I wanted to be. I didn't really have any other options, which I don't recommend. However, it was hard to know every single cheerleading school in the country and know what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. So I kind of only knew about Ohio State, which was a bad way to do it. So try to learn as much as you can about everything. But I worked on my code stunts and my dead mat tumbling. And then I went to clinics to get recognized by the head coach of Ohio State. And I kept sending him my videos and how I've been progressing and getting better. And then that's when he eventually offered me a spot on the team. And that's how I got to where I am. But if I were to go back, I would have started much earlier on COVID stunting. So I could have just gotten the basics and technique better down earlier. And I would have gone to as many cheer clinics as possible for numerous schools but I wouldn't want to be cheering anywhere else but Ohio State. Go Buckeyes. Good stuff, Go Maddie. Bucks. Thank you. All right, Mason. So tell me all about where you started, cheer background. Give me everything. So I actually started out doing gymnastics when I was four years old. I did that for about seven years until I decided it just wasn't for me anymore. After I was done with gymnastics, one of my coaches actually came up to me and asked if I would be interested in trying all-star cheer. 
you know, my sister Maddie had done it for a while now and we would be cheering at the same gym. So I said, you know, why not? I'll give it a try. I immediately fell in love with it. It was an easy transition for me because cheer and gymnastics require a lot of the same physical aspects. Mm -hmm. I ended up cheering at World Elite, formerly known as Cheer World, for about eight years, competing from level three to what is now known as level six. After All-Star, I decided that I wanted to cheer in college. And at the time, Bowling Green was the best option for me, and their program was really good. I ended up cheering at Bowling Green for four years, getting a bronze and silver medal at UCA Nationals. Until this year, I decided to transfer to The Ohio State University to not only be able to compete on a team with my sister, but also be a part of a top tier program and hopefully be able to help bring home a national title to this amazing school. Heck yeah, I, th I think we can definitely do that this year too. So tell me, what were some of the challenges that you faced as a cheerleader? So one of the biggest challenges in cheer, and I guess this is the case for most sports, is the physical demands of the sports. Most people think, you know, when they hear cheer, it's high school sideline cheering, calling chants, yeah. thinking that's all we do. But it's not. We have morning workouts almost every day. We're practicing almost every day for minimum of three hours. And that's just practicing inside of practice. And that's not even what we do outside of practice. On top of that, we're doing two, three hours outside of practice every day to become even better. We have national season, which is our winter break. We don't go home for winter break. We're practicing every single day, you know, six to eight hours a day Yeah, where we're just getting our bodies torn up. But at the same time that the physical aspect is hard, we also have to talk about the mental challenges with inside cheerleading because those are just as tough. Absolutely. You know, there are many times where I doubt myself and my abilities, but you have to push through that to become the athlete that you want to be. Sure. So like I was saying last summer, whatever, I tore my labrum, practicing my partner starting routine. That was rough. It took me a good two, three months to get back into that because I couldn't have the surgery right away because then, you know, I'm out for nationals and that obviously wasn't going to happen. Of course. And then again, during the fall, I ended up separating my AC joint, which was rough. I ended up having to, you know, sit out a bunch of practices and just not be able to perform at my best. And then during nationals, I took it easier just to, you know, try to get through it. But, you know, towards the end, I ended up separating my AC joint even more to the point where I couldn't even, I only for an hour out of the day. Whereas everybody else, you know, was practicing the six to eight hours, but I ended up pushing through it and getting to the end and I ended up having my surgery after and you know now I'm here but what I learned from that is you have to push through those moments and rely on your coaches and teammates for the support you need of course with every sport I think the community is is everything you know being able to rely on your teammates have a shoulder to lean on at points I mean it's everything so yeah, you can't do it without your teammates they're the ones you need to fall on when you're having a rough time absolutely so tell me how outside of the sport, how did cheerleading impact your life in everyday situations? So I'm getting older now. I'm not old, but for college and cheer, I'm getting up there now. And <laughs> it, it's taught me a lot of different things like perseverance, teamwork, leadership, goal setting. 
One of the biggest things being a student athlete, we have to learn to manage our time very wisely with practices and doing everything, appearances, games, and to be able to do, you know, on top of that, most of us work on top of everything. So being able to get everything done in a timely manner where you're still perform, being able to perform your best is probably the most important thing. And then also just the discipline that comes with that, making sure that you're getting up in the morning, which sometimes, you know, that's, that's the roughest part for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, making sure, you know, you're waking up for morning workouts. But I, as I'm getting older now, I realize how many of these skills that I learned from the sport transfer over from cheer into my everyday life. Absolutely. Yeah. I think even more so as cheerleaders, time management is everything. You know, all athletes have three hour practices, games, stuff like that. But we have appearances, events, game days, all these other requirements that other sports do not yeah, have on top of our games that just normal sports have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane. So you've competed on traditional in the traditional division at college nationals, as well as game day. Is there a difference and what do you prefer? Yeah. So, so Bowling Green is in the small co-ed D1A division and I've competed traditional game day. And then I also competed this year on the, Game day program division, which that was very interesting. Game so day program. Really, okay. I mean, your main difference is, so your traditional is, I mean, exactly what it says. It's your traditional routine where you have your elite stunts, your baskets, your pyramids, your cheer, just like every other routine that you would normally see all-star, mm-hmm. NCA, UCA. Game day is, it's really, it's taking that cheer in that traditional routine, but that's really all it is. Your your main focus is on the cheer. How do you present yourself? How do you present your program? How are, how do you how are you yelling into your megs, your body positions? You know, is your high V good? All that kind of stuff. You Very know, technical. How, yeah. How are how are the girls using their signs? All of that kind of stuff is what that comes into you. It's not really skill based. You're doing full ups, full up A frames keeping it nice and easy, but it's all about being clean and sharp. And then this year doing the, the program game day, that was very interesting. So it's basically the exact same for us as your normal game day. It's just you're pairing your routine with the dancer's routine in front of you. It, that's really the only difference for us. It was basically the same thing as a game day routine. You're just do, using your whole program instead. And, you know, the girls are – syncing up their dances and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. All right, Slane, it is your turn to answer some questions. But first, let's hear about your cheer career. All righty. Well, I started out as a young lad, (laughs) around 11 years old, just doing sick tricks in the backyard, in the neighborhood. And I had one of my really good friends who would do all this with me. We were like the parkour kids, right? And then one Christmas, my dad bought me a trampoline. And he just, he just taught me everything, how to do backflips, front flips, twists, all these sorts of fun, crazy things. And uh, everything was cool. Everything was fine. But I wanted to do a standing backflip on the ground on command. I thought that would be the coolest thing ever. So me and my neighborhood friend, we set out a goal to learn how to do a backflip, a standing backflip. And we went to a cheer gymnastics gym really close to us called Flip City. And over there, it was a weekly 
summer camp. It was super fun. And they told me that I had a lot of potential to either be a gymnast or a cheerleader. And one day they came up to me and they were like, hey, Slane, you got this flipping thing down and we think you have serious potential. Would you want to be a cheerleader? And I was like, no, <laughs> bro, what? A cheerleader? I want to be a sick trick parkour kid. And they're like, bro, you're weird. But the next day they tricked me and they told me that they came up to me and they're like, hey, Slane, we got a flip class just for parkour kids like you. And I was like, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, just show up Wednesday at 6.30. And I was like, okay, cool. I show up Wednesday at 6.30 and there's, I couldn't even count how many girls on the, girls there were on the floor, but they were throwing each other in the air, doing all that cheerleading stuff. And I was sitting there like, whoa, what is going on? And kind of ever since that day, I, they just threw me into practice. And one of the girls asked me and they're like, oh, are you going to be the new, are you the new guy cheerleader on the team? And I was like, shoot, I guess so. Then three years later, I was on a level two team, a level three team, and then a level five team at Flip City, all youth and junior teams. Then my freshman year of high school, I went, I made the decision to go to Top Gun to take my career to the, you know, the elite level. There at Top Gun, my freshman year, I was on a junior co-ed five team, and then I took a break COVID year. That next year, I was on Glock 6, a global open co-ed team. And then last year, my senior year of high school, I was on TGLC, where I had the most incredible season of my life. We were grand world champions at the cheerleading worlds. We won triple crown, which is winning first place at NCA, UCA, and cheer sport. And that being on that high of a caliber of a team really drove me and motivated me to cheer in college. And I went to a lot of places and I figured out that Ohio State was the right place for me through a bunch of decisions. But that is that is the whole summary of my cheer career. And here I am at Ohio State, freshman cheerleader, competed at nationals and about to go into my sophomore year next year. Nice. So rounding that part out, I want to know what your first sick trick was on that trampoline. Oh, my first sick trick was it was actually like it was just a bad backflip but I caught it the kick flip and it was me just doing a kick in the air and backflipping <laughs> but it was pretty dope nice pretty sick split, split tuck split tuck split when, tuck yeah. yep split tuck working on your split folder yeah getting ready for it yep absolutely all right so as the current reigning world champion of large code level six what would you say the difference is in preparing for worlds compared to UCA nationals hmm very good question. So the biggest change for me going into UCA Nationals or to the preparation for Worlds was the time span. So we basically prepared for Worlds the entire season. You know, we practiced consistently Tuesday, Thursday, and on weekends and basically had almost like an eight-month period going into worlds rather than you say nationals it's like you kind of start around october november but then once you get your routine together you go full out every day from one to six times a day 
throughout the Christmas break, which is, what would you say, like three and a half weeks, maybe? Four? Yeah, I'd say about four. Four weeks. So the bulk of our full outs are in four weeks rather than we're doing full outs at All-Star Cheer for eight months. So putting all that intensity into that time span was very, very different for me. But what I felt was really helpful for me going into that was the mindset that we had on TGLC. One thing that they taught us was having the juice. And basically you're going in to that full out with energy, with the juice, you're hyping people up, just bringing the most insane levels of energy that you can bring. It is coexisting throughout the entire group. And that's something that helped me a lot, especially during the intense practices at USA Nationals. I kept the juice. I kept the energy going. And all I could do was lift up my teammates. And I felt like that was something that really helped me. That was great. That was actually a question that I really wanted to hear you answer because, I mean, I did all-star and competed at Worlds, but I only made finals one time Mm -hmm. and was not near at the level you were even though I competed against like 005, we still got whooped every single time. <laughs> yeah, every single time. All right, so let's move on. So you could have gone to almost any college of your choosing for cheer. Why Ohio State? Man, the Ohio State University. I'll tell you what. One of the things that my college advisors and my parents stressed to me was get on campus. Go visit the school. It is so important to be on campus and feel out the vibes, soak in the essence and energy of the university, because you'll get a gut feeling when you're on campus and you'll know if you like being there or not. Truly, I got to visit a bunch of schools, but after going to a football game at Ohio State, Penn State versus Ohio State read out, it was the sickest thing ever. I got to see the cheer team practice, got to meet some of the guys and girls. It it was just the gut feeling. It was the right feeling. I just had it and I knew it and this is where I wanted to go. I knew I also wanted to get out of my comfort zone and and leave Florida, go see all these different schools and move to a totally different part of the country that I had no, I've never been to. Travel while I'm young. I want to travel my whole life and being able to come visit Ohio and just have these new experiences in Ohio have been so cool and I've loved adjusting to the whole culture here. Yeah, I completely agree with you when talking about getting out of your comfort zone. That was something that I was really excited for when transferring over to Ohio State from BG's, really being able to be in a completely new place where I was totally out of my comfort zone to see really what I could do. So my next question for you is, how has All-Star Cheer prepared you for college cheer? And what would have you done differently if you could go back in time? Great question. One thing I would have done differently is started to co-ed stunt earlier. I think I got pretty prepared co-ed stunting wise going into college, especially with TGLC and the caliber of stunts that they had there. I started junior year and competed like a toss QP and a toss lib my junior year. So I guess I did go into it a little earlier, but I let me take that back. I want to put, I would have put on more weight before college. Mm. I was a little skinny boy. I was a string bean. I was, I was a little, just a little Florida grasshopper. (laughs) I just had the skinniest. I had this, I was just so skinny. So I think I would have put on a little more weight. 
And All-Star Cheer definitely prepared me well for college cheer regarding the performance aspect. I think that one of the things that did not transfer over from All-Star Cheer to college cheer was the social skills and stuff like that regarding showing face at events and other things where you have to be and you have to get out of your comfort zone and get outgoing with alumni associations when you're at events and talking to multiple business owners. Just got to be really talkative and super open to conversation. And that's a skill that comes with time and through multiple college classes or high school classes, public speaking. But other than that, I think college cheer was not too bad after doing all-star cheer. I think all-star cheer prepared me very well. Great. Thanks for answering that question. Heck yeah. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. Your support fuels the next generation of aspiring collegiate cheerleaders and continues to help us be the college cheer guides. We also want to give a huge shout out to this week's sponsor, Sean Christie at Sean Christie Social Media for helping make this podcast possible. Stay tuned for our next episode where we will be interviewing Ohio State cheerleader and TikTok star Garrett Fogel, a connoisseur in the topics of optimal nutrition, lifestyle, and health as an elite college athlete. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and ask us about topics or questions that you want to hear. To stay up to date with the College Cheer Guides podcast and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on our social media and check out our website, thecollegecheerguides.com.